we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 1063. Oh, I love I NBA playoff season. Especially if Draymond gets suspended for game three. Not happening. Gotta wait till tomorrow for those heat. I feel good. I said yesterday, four. Four out of five, I'm confident they can get by the Bucks. Four. Giannis is back. It's fine. Well, his back hurts. <laughs> he is back with a bad back. We saw this dude have his leg amputated in the Winter <laughs> Finals MVP. Bro, I still don't know when they won the finals how in the hell he played at any point in the postseason. <laughs> it looked like he had snapped every single ligament in his knee uh, beyond recognition. Just spaghetti. He's mechanical. He, he really is. Indestructible, like, like young LeBron. Now, except he doesn't have nearly the offensive game, obviously, oh, yeah. LeBron. And he is part of a major source of contention that I have now with Uh-oh. NBA fans. Not the NBA, but NBA fans. Before that, though, speaking of NBA fans... Stumbled upon some footage. Bob Myers, who is the uh, who is the, the man who runs the Golden State Warriors, he was uh, he was in the stands last night in Sacramento, and a fan, the fan that performed this act, he filmed himself with a cowbell, and apparently that's a thing. Sacramento fans, cowbells are their thing, or at least one of their things, and he sat behind Bob Myers. And he did this, according to him, all game. All game. The cowbell. That's sick. In his ear. I despise noisemakers. Listen to that. I hate Noisemakers. I don't care if they're cowbells. I don't care if they're vuvuzelas. I don't care if they're those little plastic things that you open and close and they go like they had them at the final heat game, UD's last game Mm. on Fan Appreciation Day. I saw that. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not appreciative of that. That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. (laughs) There is no need for noisemakers in sports. It's why Mississippi State football go to hell. I hate. Cowbells with every fiber of my being. Buvazellas, despise them. I want nothing to do with it. It's all you almost had a, a, a very intrusive encounter with Vuvuzelas. I think that's personal. I did. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I have a tra- I had a traumatic experience getting drunk at a CFL game in Calgary when I was in college and then taunting a bunch of Winnipeg fans, and I mooned them out of this <laughs> bar bus because we went as part of a bar trip, uh, a pub downtown Calgary to go to the CFL game. So I mooned a bunch of Winnipeg fans, stuck my bare ass outside of this bus, and I had a, a Winnipeg fan wind up with that Vuvuzela and smack my <laughs> right ass cheek as hard as possibly could. I couldn't feel it for three days, and I left a Vuvuzela mark. So, yes, you're right. That was very traumatic. But there's no need for noisemakers. It's one thing if you're if you're at a baseball game and there's a, a heavy Latino influence, Hispanic influence, and you have instruments, right? Like you're playing instruments. Mm. And uh, uh, soccer instruments are playing. 
But the vuvuzelas, the cowbells, the I still don't know what you call the plastic things that you you open and close. Accordions. It, it, no. it, it, it does look Some like kind an, of an accordion. accordion it's yeah. it's sort of along those lines. I don't know. Accordions, by the way, one of the single worst instruments ever invented. No need for that. That and oboes, just horrific sounds. Accordions and oboes, just absolutely brutal. But I I cannot stand noisemakers. There is no point in having them at all. At all. Get them out of sports. Get them out of sports completely. Use your damn voice. Use your damn hands. Clap. Pound chairs. I don't know. But you don't need cowbells or vuvuzelas or the accordion things or anything like that. Enough already. Yeah, you're right. Just because it's it's like it's too much noise, not enough effort. No, so you're giving minimal effort, giving right. out maximum noise. Right. And it's like a cheat code. I get, I get what you're mo- doing. And most of the time, it's kids who are attracted to these noisemakers, and they don't give a damn about anybody around. Uh-oh. And then their parents, God forbid, they say, hey, enough already. Enough already. We don't need to hear it anymore because they're going to look around and say, oh, they're doing it, they're doing it, they're doing it. Noisemakers ruin sports. There, I said it. Use your God-given ability to... To, to make your own sound without artificial noise. I'm having a tough time coming to the conclusion that you're just the worst sports fan that uh No, that I exists. use my voice and I use my hands. Hear that? That's called clapping. Woo! So, That's all it takes. So you're pro-suspension. Mm. Of Draymond, yes. You don't want any competitiveness shown out there on the court. That's not true. You're Mr. Root, Root, Root for the home team. You can't get behind any extracurricular but I'm activity. I'm not because I'm getting on a Kings fan who was part of the home team last night for for using the cowbell in Warriors GM Bob Meyer's ear for four quarters of basketball. Ugh. There's no reason for it. Blah. That's what I think of you. No reason for Blah. it at all. Are you a silent toys guy? I, I learned the hard way as an uncle um, because <laughs> I have I have a niece and a nephew um, who live in Houston, and you know, I thought I was gonna be a nice uncle one Christmas. Came home, pulled up a couple toys, you know what I'm saying? Wrapped it up all nice, and some of the toys made noises. And I didn't realize that parents have an issue with kids that have toys that make repetitive, loud noises. I'm fine with that, but to an extent, like if yeah. it's going on three hours of, um, of I, I don't even know. What like the toy? guns that go like, you know, like boop, beep, beep. Like any kind yeah. of, I got like multiple toys. In my toys. house, it's, like, it's dolls. It's dolls. So you're lucky. See, so dolls aren't going to usually have any bark to them unless they're like action figures. Well, my, my daughter's just got a, a doll called Crybabies. Oh, no. And so you can, you can expect what that probably oh, sounds no. like. The Crybabies, well, they cry. <laughs> and when they're not crying, they play music. And then when they're not playing music... They're crying until you put a pacifier in their mouth. And so... Um, <laughs> that sounds terrible. It's it's not good. Well, it Who, te- how it is teaches, that a toy? It teaches lessons. How is that? It teaches lessons? Yeah. Uh, when your kid cries, shut them up. <laughs> yeah, like, plug it. Plug, plug it. it. Plug <laughs> that kid. <Yeah. laughs> Wait. Why? Okay. I, get, I, I don't know why that's a toy. But also, Stone, now you get the perspective here, right? Like, he's getting that... At home, so when he goes to a sporting event, he doesn't want random noisemakers. But this is the thing at home. I can say, hey, you can quiet that down a little bit, please. Or you got another 10 minutes, and then you got to shut it down. At the sporting event, I can't just walk up to 7,000 other people and be like, put the damn cowbell away and use your own voice to cheer. You don't need the damn cowbell.
But I paid $350 for me and my wife's tickets, and we're sitting here rooting on for the Kings. I don't give a damn about this guy crying about my cowbell no, and and or you know crying what? about right. this. You're right, but I also think of you as less of a human being. Mm. And I think of you as a grumpy old man. Fine, so be it. I'm not a lesser uh, human specimen for using a, a noisemaker. If you I, don't need to, I don't need to fall to those depths as a human being to make noise at a sporting event. Bleep that. If you open your mouth up to me and I got a cowbell, you know what I'm doing? Uh-oh. Plugging it with no, the pacifier. Because, hey, you're a young bleep hole. Pl- plugging it with the pacifier. Shut up, old man. Bloop. Sheesh. Anything to can it. Can we all agree on one thing? Uh, it, now, again, cowbells suck. Vizella sucks. Stone, because he's a young and annoying Theo. Young and annoying, of course. I hate those people, but I'm not going to say anything. No, I'm going to because I'm old and grumpy. I never okay? use noisemakers. They're terrible. Okay, good. We're on the same page. <laughs> I like to think we're all on the same page, too. Uh, one of the most prominent commercials airing on the Turner family of networks during the NBA playoffs as well, and that is the commercial for Dr. Pimple Popper, Dr. Sandra Lee. I saw it for the first time during the play-in games, and now it, it it's like it plays every single commercial break now on TNT. Dr. Pimple Popper is a show. It's a show about a woman who... Squeezes pus out of people's bodies. And it's endlessly disgusting. But here's the thing. It's not just she walks up to someone and says, hey, let me pop your pimple. Boop. Instead, what she's doing is she's like cutting people open Uh. and then squeezing pus out of their heads. There's a commercial last night. There's a commercial last night where she cuts open a man's head and starts squeezing white liquid from his head. And this is playing during a commercial mm. on a nationally televised NBA game. Have you guys seen this? I have not. You're the second person I heard bring this up, and I, I tune out so much during it's a commercial breaks. nightmare. I have not seen this. Now, that also begs the question, though. Stone, your significant other, your girlfriend, Jess, is she into popping pimples? Loves popping my pimples. Yeah. On your back? All of them. Back especially. Yeah. Mm. Theo, Ashley, your fiance, where is she on the uh, the pimple popping spectrum when it comes to you? See, I, we haven't had an extensive history with the pimple popping. Um, it's, I mean, it just hasn't come up. I, not that I don't get pimples. I'm not trying to make it seem like Stone's just pimple man over there. But I haven't had that come it's up. all those I, steroids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have had significant others in the past that did have an affinity for you know, pushing their nails together and popping pimples. Women, what is that? Because my wife does the same thing, whether it's pimples or blackheads. I have this place on the back of my neck that sometimes will fill up with some whitehead material, and she just bam, 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 bam. And what I'm, what I'm curious about, women, what is that? What is the preoccupation? What is the desire to pop pimples or blackheads? I need a little insight. And, and uh, partners, maybe you can give some insight. If the female component is unwilling to expand on it, but it seems like it is exclusively female mm. in a in a partnership, the desire to pop one's pimples. I don't even like to pop my own pimples, and I, I I'm not especially greasy. I'm not acne ridden anything <laughs> like that. But even if there's like a blackhead on my nose, I don't like to. I'll just let nature take its course, mm. right? Females, what is that? Why do you love, what is the desire, what is the attraction to popping pimples? 
Because I just remember growing up, high school. Obviously, in high school, you're a little bit more pimple-prone in that spot. And I remember getting home from school, you'd have a big old fat pimple, and you'd been made fun of all all day for having that big old pimple, especially if it's on the end of your nose. And there's some places on your face where maybe the, the, um, the components, the inner workings of the pimple... It builds up pressure like Mount St. Helens, right? Mm. And then you finally get it after the pain. Like, ah, you're trying to pinch it, pinch it, pinch it, pop it. There's nothing. But then there's that glorious second where you hear the, like, rip of your flesh as the insides of the pimple are ejected from your face. And then they smash against your mirror. Oh. In your bathroom. Oh, that is. You know what I'm talking yes, about, yes, right? Yes, that's, yes. Like you've had. It shoots out. You've had a volcanic eruption. Yeah. A a volcanic eruption of of pimple innards against a bathroom mirror before. Yeah. And then there's blood and things and blood. Plus, I, I don't like that because yeah. it, it it gets messy then. But females, females can't wait to get their hands on something like that. And I don't understand it, especially the females who are like popping it, and they don't know that they're potentially in the line of fire. Yeah. Like, I don't... Now, I haven't had an explosive pimple in a long time, but that's what crosses my mind. If I'm going to stand in front of somebody and try and pop their pimple, the last thing I want is a little splash zone from that nose pimple. Oh, my god. I don't good. want that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had... But females love it. I mean, they love it. They love it, and I think it's a form of, uh, of keeping the others clean and stuff, but I don't think I've had one hit the mirror before. That's, I think that's, really? That's next oh, level. Oh, you've never lived, actually. Yeah, I don't know until, how you haven't. Uh, because it's gross, but man, is it satisfying. Like, that used to be in my head. Yeah. Because also a big part of it is you know that that came out of you and, and you're free from it now. You feel like right, you just did a good you're deed. You're free. You've well, so been that's free normal. from the shackles yes. of your clogged pores. Yes. But then having to get a tissue and wipe it off the mirror, I think that's just next level disgusting. It is. It is. That's why the pro well, move, the I mean, vet move, is to use a tissue, a paper tissue. Right, right, right. And but then go you don't get it. the satisfaction of seeing your And sometimes work. you can't get as deep as you, you want to. see it in to. the tissue. You can see it in the tissue right there. That's amateur stuff. Ken. <laughs> what? Because you can't get as deep if you have a tissue involved. You yeah, can. That's true. You can. True. You have a. Okay, know. I'm not going to get into the inner workings of it, but yeah, you use one fa- hand and you use your nail, and the other hand has the tissue, and you, you get after. That's true. That's true. But again, like if you're going to go through that pain, if that that effort, I at least want to see what I produced after that. I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about pimples. It's like giving birth. It's, <laughs> it's like, like giving birth. Giving- <laughs> We're very brave on this show, Ken Levick alive. It's like giving birth. <laughs> it's similar. Yeah. The the immense effort that goes into going through labor. Yes. To produce a child, yeah, same a thing. human child, one for one. It's the same thing as the pain that you go through to pop a pimple on your forehead. Exactly. You want to see. You want to see what you've produced. One is a child, conceivably wrapped in a blanket, nestled up against you after the fact. The other is <laughs> stringy white goo on your <laughs> mirror. Females, why do you like to? Uh, why do you like to pop pimples? Why is that? Because I don't know one man who's like, bro, let me get that for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get that for you, dude. Dude, uh, dude, I got you. That guy's no longer my friend. I got if, you. If he, if he brings that oh one. Oh, my in. God. Even how awkward would that be? If All right. Here's my challenge to you men out there. The next time you see your guy, your, <laughs> <laughs> your pal. Your pal. Yeah. Homie. It could be your guy, your pal, yeah, you could your, be your homie. Guy. Yeah. Be like, hey, you say he's got a little pimple on his back or yeah. he's got a pimple on his forehead or something on his shoulder. Like, bro. We get that for you. And just don't even wait. Just like start going in at yeah. it. See what he does. Yeah. See what he does. Wait, wait, you got a little something right. Let me let yeah. me get that for you. Yeah, let me get that <laughs> let for you, bro. Let me get, yeah, hold still. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Uh, <laughs> uh, Jess is with us on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Jess. Why Why are you? Uh, why, why are females pimple poppers? Hey, Ken. I actually am contrary to the typical female role because I do not enjoy wow. pimple popping whatsoever. I I agree where I think it's disgusting. However, worse than popping them is just actually walking around with a fat, <laughs> disgusting pimple somewhere on your body. Mm-hmm. So it's essential that somebody, typically the female, step into the role sure. of making sure that gets canceled Leadership. immediately. Leadership. I, I completely exactly. agree about that. Someone's got to take the reins. Now, can I ask you, what? Uh, how big an offender is Stone of public uh, pimple showing? Uh, does he does he just, like, let it ride? Uh, he'll put on a tank top, be like, hey, babe, let's go to the beach. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, he's got he's got these, these red... These red, full, ready-to-go pimples all over his shoulders. How big of, a, of an offender is Stone of, of that act? Can you know better than to even ask me that? I would never let him walk around Good. with fat, juicy pimples on his back <laughs> when we go to the sandbar looking all tan and crisp. Yeah. Okay, mm. that's not happening. Yeah. But... He's not, he's really not prone to a lot of pimples. He's actually pretty good, but I will, if I see them on his back, I will get them for him. And not going to lie either, I think Theo's on to something with using the tissue napkin idea because it's really damaging to your skin to just go in there with your two sharp just nails and start digging. Away. So, yeah. Thank you. Somebody yep, recognize using- Stone, I got you. Stone, I got to say, you've been blessed with Jess, because not only is, despite the fact she does not, she doesn't like the act of yeah. popping pimples. She also kills insects for you in the home. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> she makes you pierogies at like twelve thirty in the morning. I'm telling you, man, Jess, he is so lucky to have you. It's not even a it's not even a debate. It's not even funny, actually. Uh, the fact that he found you <laughs> is like one in a million. Mm. Thank you for being you, Jess. Of course. Have a good day, guys. All right, Jess. Nice. Appreciate it. That, Blessed with Jess. I love that. Blessed with Jess. I don't understand how this man, how this man right here, like, he's got it good. Yeah, and he doesn't even, I don't even think sometimes he fully realizes He's too it. young to yeah. get it yet, Ken. Uh, like us us that, that have, you know, gone through the weeds of life more and have, have felt more. Like, we understand how good he's got it. He's yeah. like, what, 21 years old? He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't know yet. Yeah, just, Jamie, You're I blessed. just had his first beer last week, this yeah. man, Stone <laughs> the uh, Where are we going, we got Nana Crystal. <laughs> Nana Crystal on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Nana Crystal. Hi, guys. First of all, we like to pump the pimples because we want our family members, our friends, to look their best okay. and to be healthy. And we don't like it when we see those things all over their face or wherever. So we want to help clear that up. And number two is we don't use our hands because our hands and nails are filthy oh. and can add and make more pimples or right. make an infection. You're right. So we have a loop tool or a fresh unused hairpin <laughs> and a tissue. <laughs> uh-huh. And we neatly and gently take care of these things. Nana Crystal, so that it's not is, to scar the sure, face as well. Sure. No, that is that is I, I almost <laughs> feel I almost feel as a Nana Crystal, we appreciate you. And of course, she is on top of this. I almost feel like now. I've disappointed Nana Crystal because I did tell the world that, hey, just dig in. Just go right after it. Just dig in, man. Yeah. But she's right. She's right. Your fingers are oily. 
It moves oil to other parts of your face. There's dirt. There's fingernail dirt, all that stuff. But in Theo... I think you've been validated. I, and I tried to yeah. poo-poo the yeah. And I Come did as well. Now. I said, how Come dare on. you? How dare you use a tissue? Because it's so satisfying to see the aftermath of your work. That said, I've probably compounded the problem by using my grimy, bare fingers to, to, to squirt pimple goo over my bathroom mirror. <laughs> you got to think bigger picture, Ken. So I think we've gotten to the point where, you know, from two callers, two mm-hmm. female callers, that... It's like a mother monkey. It like is. When, it's a mother thing. Like, it's a mother well, thing, right? And, right. And, and the the mother monkey too. You know, when they pick the the fleas and the bugs mm. out of out of their sure. children. It's grooming. It's they, grooming. Yeah, you just it's grooming at, at at its core. So we're the ones that need the grooming. Right? We can't handle it ourselves. Yeah. No, and right. the other ones take over. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Can we? Uh, uh, can we? By the way, I just want Theo to hear this. Uh, Shams, uh, Yahoo FanDuel. Shams was uh, was on FanDuel TV yesterday. And he was making a uh, a comparison to uh, to Stone's new favorite player. Who's his new favorite player? Come on, come on, you think about it. I'm Here, on. he's on the Lakers. Oh, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Oh God, I saw Austin this. Reeves. What, um, Theo? If you could inform oh, the masses, no. Austin Reeves, playoff hero, game one, Lakers Grizzlies, Lakers playoff hero. What is the complexion of the skin of Austin Reeves? It's going to be a white guy. Yeah, he's a white guy. Yeah. Uh, here is Shams <laughs> with a tale as old as time comparing a white guy to another white guy. LeBron was literally <laughs> watching Austin Reeves. I, I can't remember, though. I mean, maybe Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, mm. Anthony Davis at yes. different points. But not on the wing, you know, as a wing player. To that just, was the Dover. You were just, yeah. <laughs> My God, flashback, thank Where you. are literally <laughs> standing and you're just watching a guy go ISO or pick and roll. And Austin Reeves, I, I mean, he clearly did that. And LeBron gave him the ball multiple yep. plays down and Austin Reeves made plays. Evan, you played against, uh, this is who Austin Reeves reminds me of. He's not as big, but Gordon Hayward, the way he played, <laughs> how shifty is his jump shot reminds me just uh. like his. He's able to get, you know, into the paint, into spots. Yeah. He might not be able to. That's just who we remind Sam, like you're better point. than that, man. Why do we still do white guy comparisons to white guy? I mean, it, black guy comparisons to black guy. If you think about it, Austin Reeves does remind me so much of Gordon Hayward. Oh. I mean, good credit score. I mean, just, I mean. <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, it just goes right down to the very core. But here's the thing, though, that, that. Kills me the most about it is in 2023, it's so well known that we do this too often. You would think that Sham's a guy that's an NBA insider, yeah. a guy that he would at least have the wherewithal to be like, hey, I'm going to try at least find a black dude that kind of t- plays this style of ball. It, it is, I wonder if subconsciously it's just more simple to think, all right, in the NBA, what small percentage of white guys can I choose from to make this comparison to another white guy? Like, that's got to be what it is subconsciously. I don't think that it is necessarily, like, ill intent. Yeah. But I think it's just like... It's lazy. There's a wide, wide pool to choose from of players at this position who have that style of game, so... Oh, God, where's the white comparison? Oh, spin the wheel of white. Uh, Gordon Hayward. Yeah. yeah. And honestly... I've never heard anybody, by the way, say, ah, he reminds me of Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Like, not one, and mean it as a compliment. The funniest part about this, too, is, like, how many other options did he have for white guys who would, like, handle it off the pick and roll and shoot it from his deepest right. reeds with shooting? Like, he only had that one option at Gordon. I can't <laughs> That think. was the only option. Because, like, J.J. Reddick is a come-off-of-screens guy, catch-and-shoot. <laughs> like, name, who's the American white guy that's a uh, pick-and-roll ball handler 
uh, that's that has right. size like that as a guard. But you know, wing. there's plenty of Caruso. black pick and roll ball handlers who <laughs> yeah, do the same exactly. thing that he does. Caruso's like too small, and he's a defensive yeah. specialist. Like that, Gordon Hayward was his only white guy that he could It'd have be, picked. Uh, Kevin Herter, like I mean, there's a small pool to pick from. Kevin Herter still isn't even like he and doesn't we've handle also, it as much. And Tyler Hero. Now we've named all yeah, the yeah. white guys <laughs> in the NBA. <laughs> Austin We've Reeves through the entire list. Austin Reeves is a top five American-born white guy in the NBA right now. <laughs> He's on the all-white team. He's on the all-white team, <laughs> and it is. And honestly, like it's starting to make it. It's, it's getting revamped. Who because, is <laughs> who? Who belongs on the NBA all-white team? 888-760-3776. Is white it Kevin American. Herter? Is it Tyler Hero? Oh yeah, white, white American. American. Right, yes, white, yes. Who is on the NBA all-white American there team? You go. You're right. 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Tom Haberstrow, Meadowlark Media, he tweeted this this morning. Scott Foster officiating Game 2 tonight, Clippers, Suns. Chris Paul's teams, 2-17 and 17 straight up and 2-17 and 17 against the spread with Foster officiating in his playoff games. He has a 13-game losing streak with Scott Foster officiating. 1-12 against the spread. At some point, it can't be a coincidence. Oh, no, I don't think it is. I think it's long been established <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> there's a thing between Scott Foster and Chris Paul. Chris Paul's even acknowledged yeah. it before. Yeah. He thinks there's a thing. He knows there's a thing. And that's my thing is, like, how do you continuously, as the NBA, allow this guy to referee Chris Paul games if we know there's a thing and it's been acknowledged and it's in the public and it's news Every time Scott Foster is refing a Chris Paul game. I mean, the NBA just keeps trotting them out for Chris Paul. It's such malpractice. <laughs> There's just no evidence, though. I mean, what's the evidence? That he's 1-12 in 12 in his last 13 against Scott yeah. Foster and 2-17 in all-time in playoff games against Scott Foster. That can't be a coincidence. Like, Scott Foster, uh, again, you can't prove anything, but I guarantee you Chris Paul thinks there's something. I mean, Tim Donaghy put him out there. In yeah. that, in that ESPN, yeah. or was it on Netflix or whatever that documentary he did recently? Yeah, like he put him out there. He was like, "Yeah, I talked to Scott before every game." <laughs> they looked at his call log. Tom, Tim Donaghy, for those those that don't know, the referee that got famously uh, convicted for fixing NBA games, and then uh, he got excommunicated. Yeah, like Scott Foster was his guy. Speaking of fixing, shout out Eric Bledsoe, Malik Beasley, everybody overseas in Shanghai. Hey, hey, that's not Malik Beasley. Uh, Michael oh, Beasley. Michael, Michael Beasley. Beasley. Don't you, don't Kansas you be State legend. Indicted. Heath legend. Shout, shout yeah. out. Shout out to the match fixers did out they, there. Did they match? So so the Chinese team they play for got kicked out of the playoffs because of match fixing. Were they in on it? So Bledsoe tweeted that he wasn't in the game. or He actually was away from the team at the got point. It. I don't know if Michael Beasley was or not. He was away was from he, the team at the sports book. <laughs> yeah, Eric Bledsoe, he was too busy putting the money Stop in. It. Stop yeah, it. yeah. Speaking of fixing, how about you use the power of lasers? Laser therapy at Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. A number of things that can be fixed at Quelliv. But I want to focus on the body contouring. And I know what's annoying for me is that I work out and I'm in shape and I eat extremely well. But just the way my body composition is, 
I have, I still have the love handles, that lower back fat. And so if, if that is something you can, you can empathize with me with, because you're the same type of body composition, there's a lot of us out there. There is some help for you at Quelliv. Quelliv is a one-stop shop for some of the greatest, most cutting-edge laser therapy on this planet. And it's right in your own backyard, downtown West Palm, right off of Flagler. Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. That is uh, where you're going to go to get this body contouring work. Again, you sit and it, you you are are basically, you're laying there, and it's basically a heat lamp. Mm. And it's laser therapy. It's cutting edge stuff. And what it does with the body contouring, it tones and smooths troubled areas without any downtime or pain. We're not talking injections. We're not talking lipo. We're talking lasers that is able to burn away that fat and then excrete it from your body in the time it takes to go on your lunch break using this laser therapy at Quelliv. Get in, get your appointment set. Quelliv.com, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com. Also, anti-aging. Yes, the lasers help that. Pain management. Yep, the lasers help that. Scalp rejuvenation. You guessed it, the lasers help that. What a benefit to have for any walk of life. That's Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv, Quelliv.com. So you have Giannis injured. You have Ja Morant injured. Game one of their respective playoff series um, while being caught driving to the rim and running into a player trying to take a charge. Giannis in particular, Kevin Love, got called for a foul on the play, but Kevin Love absolutely drew a charge on that play. That was a missed call. The injury that Giannis suffered after nine minutes of action to his lower back in game one the Heat eventual game one win over the Bucks, um, And so what's happened has been completely predictable. Completely predictable. You can't let players cut in front of drivers. It's unnatural. It's going to injure the superstars. Get rid of the charge in the NBA. Get rid of the charge in basketball. Giannis got hurt. Cha got hurt. We can't have this any longer. And I knew this was going to happen when Ja went down. That happened first. That happened on Sunday afternoon. And then on Sunday evening, down went Giannis Antetokounmpo. I am so tired of the knee-jerk reactions from people who don't understand the game. Zach Harper, the athletic, he hosts shows on Mad Dog Radio. He went on this whole diatribe on social media, then wrote a piece in The Athletic about how you need to ban the charge. You need to ban the charge. Standing in front of people, that is not basketball. That is not defense. No, actually, that's the literal definition of defense is standing in front of somebody to try and impede them from getting to the rim. Yeah. yeah he it's, called it a bailout, Zach Harper. This it's, is a bailout play. It's, it's not. It's, it's defense. And in an NBA where all they do is encourage scoring and the benefit of the doubt always goes to the offensive player. Always, 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 always. What do you want? Games 250 to 219? Because that's what you're going to get if you get rid of the charge. This, this, oh, Giannis got hurt and Ja got hurt. So we need to get rid of a hustle defensive play because it's not fair because these two got hurt. 
It is such knee-jerk nonsense, and we see it every year, but some of the discussion about this all over social media and then on first take on Get Up, it's so dumb and pointless and simply we need a take, we need a debate, so here's that debate. Yeah. Yeah, I I would say the charge, the block charge, isn't particularly the most dangerous play in basketball. Like, there's much more dangerous plays that happen less frequently that I think maybe should. Like, one of my least favorite plays in basketball is guy who's on a fast break or maybe just came off of a rebound and somebody's closing out trying to get a chase down block. They do the pump, Mm -hmm. and then they dip their body low. And then the guy that's trying to run down to get a chase down block is flying over them, trips over their body and falls. Those falls, to me, are a lot more dangerous when you do like the pump and dip or the pump and and go down versus a block charge where somebody is literally lining up in front of you. You see them. You see the rim. just trying to go through them. The defensive player has the right to that space just as much as the offensive player has the right to that space. The reason the block charge needs to stay is that an entire generation of basketball players has been taught especially in AAU, if you recklessly throw your body at the rim, you're going to get rewarded. You're going to go to the free throw line every time. Let me give you an example. Kendrick Davis, Memphis, FAU played him in the first round. He lived at the free throw line all year long. He is going to play in the NBA. Yes, he's talented, but he put up numbers. He put up points. One of the all-time great scorers in Memphis history because that dude's offense depended on getting to the rim and drawing contact. Here's my solution. Here's my solution if you don't like the block charge. How about we start coaching basketball again? How about we, you know what, you know what would offset the block charge and not injure players when they recklessly throw themselves to the rim like Giannis does, like John Morant does, like any countless number of guards do in the NBA? How about a mid-range jump shot? <gasps> Whew. Hold, hold on. A mid-range? What the hell is that? What 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 is that? How about staying under control, driving kick? <sighs> Oof. Oh, my God. What, what, is, what is that? And I know it's going to take a lot of unteaching to get out of the mindset of, oh, well, if I throw myself into a defender's body, I'm going to get the whistle. So I'm good. Everything's straight. I'll live at the free throw line. I'm James Harden. That's a way to become a Hall of Famer is throw myself into the body of defenders. No, I think that now this should be a good wake-up call because the block charge should not be going anywhere. This is a good wake-up call to actually get back to some fundamentals that have been lost in the game of basketball. Yeah, the easiest argument against Zach Harper is guys like LeBron, Giannis, Ja, Jokic are going to average 40 points a game and average 20 shots at the line. Like, this is just what's going to happen. If you take the charge away, you're just allowing guys to score. And if you take the charge away, if you want to ban the charge, then you better start calling the offensive player lowering his shoulder. You yeah. better you better start calling the offensive player for when he's bringing the ball up the floor, putting his hip into the defender who's coming up, trailing him on his hip. It's the Chris Paul yeah. special. Yeah, you better start calling that nonsense. And the NBA does not call any of that nonsense. They don't. I mean, in college, especially that on the hip play, they don't call that at all. You better start calling that stuff. There better be an advantage to the defender. The offensive player better be capable of committing a foul. Or you know what? Block charge? It should go absolutely nowhere because it's the most effective way to play defense in a sport that's tried to eliminate it. Being a defender in the NBA is more difficult than being a corner. 
in the NFL Ooh. with everything stacked against you. I don't know. I'm so I mean, I disagree, but so, I like it. I'm so tired no. of the playing the result. Playing the result. Oh, Joe got hurt. Giannis got hurt. Well, maybe if Giannis developed any semblance of a post move instead of bull in China shop, maybe, just maybe, things would be easier for him. Maybe if Ja decided he was going to work on his mid-range... It would be better than recklessly throwing yourself into a body at the rim. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah, the, the charge is a proper balance. It adds proper balance to the game. Trying to get I don't think the NBA or any kind of rules officials or the competitive, uh, what do they call it, the com- competition committee, nobody's even considering this. Nobody's listening to Zach Harper's cry for help but here. Fine, extend the restricted area. Extend it outwards. I'm okay with that. But if, if you're not going to do that stuff and you're advocating for ban the charge, you sure as hell better start calling the offensive player for fouls and give more leeway on verticality with the bigs. Yeah. Because you look at the bigs, then they're at a complete unfair advantage. Any centimeter forward their hand might go if they jump straight up in the air, fall, 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 fall. That's garbage. That's nonsense. You better help the defender then compensate for not being able to take a charge. Yeah, yeah. Or it's just going to be a whole bunch of no calls when you have collisions by the rim. So it's like you can't have it both ways. I'm all for the offensive player. Having a thing in the back of his mind, uh-oh, there might be a body in front of me as I get closer to the restricted yeah. area. I might need to make a <gasps> basketball play. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Should the charge be banned in the NBA with injuries to Giannis and Ja first day of the NBA postseason? What should happen to the charge, the charge block in the NBA? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. And for the record, Theo, that discussion... Pan the block charge is more infuriating to me than the Draymond took his ejection and shouldn't get suspended for game three. That one is more insane to me than the Draymond discussion. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. The block charge thing is ridiculous. It is just a, uh, oh, I, I like these players and they got hurt, yeah. so I need to say something to make myself feel better. Jump on board my point. It's nonsense. It's stupid. Yeah. He's Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 1063. What were you talking about, Theo, at Coachella? Who, who oh there's controversy? Goodness. Yes, Lotto. Big Lotto, the rapper. Okay. She uh, performed, and I saw one tweet from her. She, she called it Lotto Cella. Because you get it? Because he's Big Lotto at Coachella. Right, right. Well, she posted a picture on social media of her crowd and her performing from the back. And people zoomed in and realized that the crowd was photoshopped and cropped. She photoshopped the crowd and posted it on social media to make the crowd look bigger? It, it, she it, was duplicating people in the, in yes, the crowd. There was, there was a one face of a guy who has a very distinct face. Uh-huh. And his face is like also two inches to the right <laughs> on the same picture. Oh, my God. It's, Why would she do that? Like she wasn't going to get found out. Does I, she think people are dumb? Now you got to zoom into the photo stone. You saw it. You had to zoom in to now, see it. Okay. See, yeah. I so, think the person who found it is also a certified weirdo. Yes. That's the, no, the weirdest that's, part. I, well, I don't know, man. If you can find two inches from the other guy, <laughs> a similar looking fan, an identical fan, yes. that stands out if you're looking close enough. Making the same exact face. There, I mean, you can get away with anything now in music. Like, if you go on tour, like Taylor Swift, she's lip syncing everything. Like, she'll hum into a microphone, but she's dancing, so she's not singing. Mm. Like, we're, we're good. No longer the Millie Vanilli days. We're good with lip syncing as long as the show is good. That's the one thing you can't escape. 
Photoshop is that? That's going to stick crowd. with her forever. That there's no way you can't shake that. that you is can't shake so that. So dumb. Now every pic she tweets now and, and posts on Instagram, yeah, people so, are oh, going to be. That's a fake. That's a yeah. fake. That's a fake. Yeah, that body ain't fake though. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess it technically fake. is. I don't that body ain't fake. <laughs> you know what else isn't fake? The fact that you're a house, your air in your home is probably disgusting right now. We've had so much rain. There's mold. There's mildew. And in the summer in South Florida, good chance the air in your home is dirtier than the air outside your home. With all the pollen, your allergies, they're going to tell you the story. That's why you need EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. Rejuvenate the air in your home. Free indoor air quality assessment. Plus save $500 with their air purification bundle. We're getting into the summer. That air quality is rough. That's why you need a Rummy Halo from RGF. EDS Air Conditioning is an RGF black label dealer. This helps eliminate airborne surface bacteria, viruses like COVID-19, eliminates odors in your home. That mold and mildew reduces pollution and particles in the air. That's EDS. EDS is yes. Schedule your free air quality assessment today. Call EDS. EDS is yes. EDSAirconditioning.com. Stone, it's just us tomorrow, right? Uh, that's right. That is right. Gonna miss you, man. I was about to say, man. I might, I might, I'll be listening. I'll call in and, and tell y'all how y'all got the heat prediction wrong. <laughs> All right, <Yeah>. perfect. <laughs> heat tomorrow. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye bye.